In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Play your part. My bitch a choosy lover. Never fuck without a rubber. Never in the sheets like it on top of the cover. Money on the dresser. Drive a compressor. Top notch hoes get the most, not the lesser. Trash like the fuck for forty dollars in the club. Fucking up the game, bitch. It gets no love. She be cross country giving all that she got. Her ties on a popper, pulling pennies off the lot. Smashed up the gray one, bought me a red. Every time we hit the parking lot, we turn heads. Some hoes wanna choose, but them bitches too scary. Your bitch chose me, you ain't a pimp, you a fairy.
catch them paid. That's all I gotta yeah. say. Can't see you little niggas. The money in the way. And I'm, I'm sitting high against the ride blaze. And if you ain't gonna ride fly, then you might as well hate. Shit, I gotta eat. Yeah, even though yeah. I ain't no it ain't my birthday. But I got my name on that cake. Shit, believe that. And if the man's won't play, and I'ma fuck around and put the ball brains on the gate. Hey, pick them up. Fuck them, let them lay. Folks, welcome to an all-new So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Welcome to your week. We're doing it all over again, so let's make this the best week that we can possibly that we can possibly have. Um, <laughs> what's up, folks? Listen, I, uh, I this this first part's going to be quick. I love when I say that, and then it turns out to be an hour. No, today we have Sophie Ross back for the Pop Culture Roundup. Uh, I had a blast doing this. I had to wake up at 8 a.m. so Sophie could go to a baseball game. Uh, so I, I don't even know if it makes sense. I was so tired. Listen, folks, this weekend, I did more things this weekend than I've done in any previous weekend. I mean, potentially pre-pandemic. I mean, I, your boy was on fire this weekend. I, I, if you've been following the show, I've become almost agoraphobic and I get nervous going, doing things. And I did a bunch of things this weekend. I went to an art exhibit. I saw the Keith Haring show at the the Broad downtown. That was amazing. I went and supported uh, a friend of the pod and 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 my friend Jared Lipscomb um, at this uh, leukemia uh, fundraiser that that you know he raised so much money and I was so uh, proud to be there to support him and, and to help out and it was it, that was a great experience Saturday night and then today uh, there was like a going away party for a friend and then I I topped it all off by going to see LCD Sound System one of my favorite bands of all time in Pasadena but I gotta t- I mean I love that each one of these I showed up just nervous. The amount of flop sweat I had, I mean, it's just truly became a problem. I was talking to um, a bunch of people I knew at that that thing on Saturday night. You had Lauren, um, the Zen Blonde. You had Kiki Monique at the Talk of Shame. Um, and Lauren Zenblon told me, uh, I love that. I, I love when I call these people their, their usernames, their Instagram usernames, like they're a superhero. It's like, oh yeah, I was talking to Batman this weekend. No, I was talking to Zenblon this weekend and she said, oh, it's, it's like, uh, exposure therapy. You know, I'm forcing, you know, I have to go out and force myself to do things so I can actually get to the point where it's normal again. I'm so used to talking behind a mic to you guys, which is like the best. It is the most comfortable I, I've I've 
maybe been in my life, but I just I need to uh, I need to get to my pre-pandemic levels of not being uh, completely nervous when I go do something. So it was a successful weekend, but I am exhausted. It's 12.08 in the morning. I just got back from the concert a little bit ago, and uh, it has been a long-ass day. So I think we're going to jump right into this because we've got all week, folks. I've got so many great guests lined up, so many good conversations uh, that uh, I can't wait for you to listen to. I'll probably, I was going to do a little bit of a section on i watched a little bit of before the 90 days uh the new 90 day fiance series that premiered tonight on uh tlc and discovery uh so i'll probably talk about that tomorrow there is just something so fascinating i don't really cover 90 day fiance here there's plenty of other pods that do it amazing love the reality gaze if you listen to them they're amazing um but it just this one was just pulling out my heartstrings First off, the basis of this show is beautiful, right? It's just that everybody wants love. That They'll go through these insane things to actually find love and experience it. The bad part is that it turns into be one of the, like, the cringiest comedies ever because half of these people are getting hoodwinked and taken for money. You know, half these people, they won't even get a hop on a FaceTime call because they're fake people. They're trying to—they're grifters. But there, there, there's a couple people already this season that I was like, there's this deaf man. And it's just like, I started, I almost started crying. Like, what is wrong with me? I literally, I'm like, I feel like I'm ovulating. I think this is my time of the month or something. I've almost cried like five times this week. And I, I was like, why am I possibly crying at 90 Day Fiance? This is very not what 90 Day Fiance should be. I should just be angry and like going, oh my God, thank God I'm not them. And I'm sitting here emotionally invested already. What is wrong? Um, but there is so much good TV out there right now. I still did not, I didn't get a check out yet. It premiered tonight, The Idol, which was on uh, HBO Max, or, you know, as they now just call Max, which uh, stars and is uh, one of the producers is The Weeknd, Abel Tesfai. And I'm curious to see it because I've, I've always held this opinion, and I've told you guys this multiple times, that I don't think The Weeknd is a solid actor. I think he loves, I think he, he, I think he really loves acting, or he appreciates actors. I'm just curious if he's good at it. So I'm curious to watch it for that reason and that reason alone, because otherwise I hear some really bad things, and it's just an over-sexualization of women that is not written by women. <laughs> so, you know, do you notice that when it's like over-sexualization of women, it's usually written by men? <laughs> They're like, this is what a woman would do. A woman would take all of her clothes off and sleep with everybody here. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to watch that. But I've watched so much good TV lately, and I wanted to kind of get in into it a little bit more. Now, me and Sophie today, we talk about it all. We talk about the Vanderbomb rules. Have you heard about this? This uh, Tom cheating on Ariana thing? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> the guy that wakes up from a coma from last year of like, hey, just tell me, how are Tom and Ariana doing? Uh, but I got to tell you, not good. Um, I am so beyond thrilled that it is ending this Wednesday. I mean, the reunion's in, and then we have one more week, which will be the Secrets Revealed episode, and hopefully there are no real big secrets revealed. I hope the secret that's revealed is just that, like, Ken doesn't change the toilet paper in the house when Lisa asks him to. Like, oh, I'm <laughs> Did you know some sense of all? Ken, I asked you to change the toilet paper, goddammit. Jeez. Did you know some sensible was in a jacuzzi with Raquel? 
No, um, I'm really ready for this to be done. And I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm ready for it to be done because we're still going to hear information all summer long. Are we in this? Yeah, it's June. We're in the summer. We'll, we'll still hear that information, but I'm just excited for the show to be done and to kind of see what the next step will be and to let filming take place, all of that shit. And I just can't wait to focus on other things. And I'm not saying that I don't love it because you guys know I do. If you listen to those Friday episodes, thank you so much still for listening. I, I, I get, I mean, man, what... What a cool job. Like if you li- li- listen, that's three hours I did in one sitting for just part one. And I, I mean, I just thought that was a solid damn show. Like I was really happy with that, how that turned out. And I was so excited do- doing it. But at a certain point, I'm like, yeah, we've covered everything. We've covered everything. And now it's just frustrating because then you get online or you hear other pie where everybody's repeating and regurgitating the same bits of information and just remember the reunion that you see this week that this was all filmed a month and a half two months ago so there is so much stuff that you know now more stuff than is even covered in this reunion coming up so just be wary temper your expectations don't get livid when you find out that you know like what if the big secret is that tom never did cheat on ariana he was actually just covering for schwartz and like he was like a reverse psychology he's like uh, he didn't want, you know, I did. I didn't want Katie to be mad at Schwartz. So then I just created this big cheating thing, and it just really went out of. It just really went out of proportion. And also, I was I was checking out a video today. The, this Tom Zanzibar is doing shows everywhere around the country. So you know, warn your kids. But he was doing like some free outdoor show, and these. <laughs> These people, man, listen, even sometimes me, I'm like, man, I don't even think I would do, I would never, by the way, I would never do it. They were holding signs, these two women holding a sign across the street, like a big banner that said, Tom, pay back your mom. Because remember, his mom invested $250,000 in Schwartz and Sandys. I'm like, holy shit. And it was like in direct eyeline of Tom Sandoval. So he's there. He's like, Schwartz's mom. You know, gosh, Schwartz's mom. And he's seeing this big banner. That's dark stuff. That is dark, dark stuff, folks. Wow. But we are on the tail end of that. Now watch what happens live this week. I was predicting a Tom Sandoval uh, Wednesday, watch what happens live, but we're not getting that. We are getting Tamra judge and we are getting Lala Kent. That is our big Wednesday get. And like I said, like, you know, Lala's fun. Excited to see that. I, you know, I, I'm not wanting Tom Sandoval to be on there to like promote anything. It's just that he's so bad at it that I want to be able to like, you know, it's like when he was on that Howie Mandel thing, I hated it, but it gave me so much. It gives you so much to pull from. You know what I mean? It gives you so much to talk about and you get to find out like the new lies that he's told to himself and the things he's trying to reverse engineer to say why he's a good guy. And that to me is much more fascinating than we already, I don't know. We kind of know what Lala's going to say, even though she's she'll be entertaining. And her with Tamara, that's a great matchup. Which, by the way, remember this week, Real Housewives of Orange County comes back for a new season with Tamara Judge. Um, this this weekend, we had Shannon Bedore and David Bedore, Shannon's ex. They they met up. They didn't meet up. They were both at the Quiet Woman. And they both, which looked like to me a very drunken photo because David was smiling. And you're like, the only time this guy smiles is when he he's wasted. Uh, but it was like a jump scare kind of photo. 
So we talk about that today. Um, and let's see, watch what happens live. Yeah, that, but Andy's back. We've had watch what we've had no watch what happens lives the last two weeks. Hated that. Uh, I really do. That's like my favorite late night talk show. I used to be like a Letterman guy and now I'm an Andy Cohen guy through and through. I think it's just, I, you know, I sometimes I wish watch what happens live would be an hour regardless. So we have that, but I, I watch so much stuff. I got highly recommend and I do it with Sophie in here, shiny, happy people, which is the four part docu series on the Duggar family and, uh, fundamental, the, the fundamentalism movement, uh, which it was fascinating to learn about. And also that is kind of a companion series to the, um, the Hillsong docu series that's on Hulu. Um, and I thought that was a fascinating four part series as well. Then this was kind of like a fun little watch that I didn't expect was that uh, Smartless. I have never listened to the podcast Smartless with uh, Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. I've never listened to it. I just I don't actually get to listen to a lot of podcasts, but they have a docu series following them on a ten date live podcast tour, and it's black and white. Well, but you know I was like I'll give this a shot to fall asleep to. And it turned out to be so fun. I love the banter, not the onstage banter, but the offstage banter between those three dudes. I mean, Jason Bateman is a trip. This dude worries about everything. And I see a little bit of myself in that and just like, terms of just seems like tortured. Um, but I really loved those guys' banter. Will Arnett, what, I mean, what a funny flipping dude. The constant, you know, the whole, const- the whole idea around that podcast was that they get a guest each week but only one of them knows who the guest is and it surprises the other two, two, uh, two hosts. And then they just do an hour with that person. Like, uh, they did, uh, they did, uh, Oh God, why am I blanking right now? They, did, they did Bill Hader. God, I forgot. I'm so tired. Bill. H- yeah. Bill Hader was on and it just it, a couple, I, I listened to my first podcast after I finished the series this weekend and it was, it was just delightful. It was so fun. It was, but it's such a good, it's such a good idea. Sometimes the best ideas are the easiest ideas of like, oh yeah, three hosts and you don't tell the other two hosts who the surprise guest is. Also what helps that is they're all like movie and TV stars and they have big time friends. But I really enjoyed that docu-series. I thought that was fat. I, I thought it was really good and really light. I uh, had some, you know, but it was, I, I loved it. I loved it. It was great antidote to all of this heavy stuff. Of course, me and Sophie talk a little bit about the curious case of Natalia Grace, which is on Max and also, I believe, Discovery ID, a six-part series. They're going to have a seventh part later this summer. But this Natalia Grace is, is she's she's potentially a, it was adopted a Ukrainian refugee that had dwarfism. Uh, this these parents thought they were adopting a six year old girl. They get her, and it turns out she potentially is in her twenties, much older than what she was pretending to be. And this docu-series takes you through the entire process and even then, you know, kind of turns the cameras on the family itself that adopted her. And the family itself is, <clears throat> that's the big mystery is like, is the family line? Is Natalia Grace line? What is the truth? What is the lie? But it is fascinating. It is super dark. I watched that directly after this week's uh, Vanderpump Rules podcast, and I, I legitimately had the worst nightmares of my life. So... I highly recommend that. Um, and also so much, so many good albums came out this week. Uh, I'm a huge fan, uh, fan of this old band, Ben Folds Five. 
with uh god i can't believe this old band man man it's i remember i remember when they first came out and they weren't an old band and now i'm old and they're an old band it all it's all sucked but anyways ben folds is a great piano uh singer songwriter type that i've loved for most of my life and he has a new solo album out i listened to this weekend i'll have to give it another spin see if i dig it uh foo fighters has their first album since the untimely death of taylor hawkins and had some really great songs towards the end of that album I really liked. Um, Kelly Clarkson has a new single. Her album's going to be coming out very soon. But her new single is great. What's it called? But it, she has Steve Martin, the Steve Martin, playing banjo on it. Because I, I, you guys know this by now. But Steve Martin, no shit, is like the number, like ranked number two in like the world in playing banjo. Can you imagine that? That's what, you know, I'm so jealous of the people that are already geniuses like that. See, Martin, to me, one of the hands down, just genius comedians of, of the, you know, just of, of any time. Like, I just think he is one of the funniest dudes to ever do it. He has an amazing book called Born Standing Up, if you ever want to read his story. Just a beautiful uh, memoir about his life and his stand-up specifically. His old comedy albums, I remember, I mean, I was not even born when they when they came out, but I remember Steve Martin, I had like Josh and Zach Bays, these two twins I grew up with in Olathe, Kansas. They turned me on to like Steve Martin and Monty Python. And I was just like, you can do comedy like this? It was so silly, but so funny. He was just a genius. And and he, but he's also like he's he has one of the best art collections in the world, Steve Martin does. On top of it, he can play world-class banjo. I mean, come on. What else do you want from a guy? This guy can do it all. I'm trying to find the uh song title because I thought it was a really great song and I just I was so impressed that Steve Martin is on it. Oh, it's called I Hate Love featuring Steve Martin by Kelly Clarkson. Can, can, how can you could did, does anybody hate Kelly Clarkson? Why would you ever hate Kelly Clarkson? She's just incredible. My God, what a boatload of talent she is. Also, like I said, I, uh, tonight I went to LCD Sound System, a concert of theirs. And if you like a mix between how do you explain LCD sound system? There's like these electronic elements, but it's like a, a mix of the talking heads with, I it's a mix of so many different genres that creates this kind of just powerful, amazing, uh, just music. James Murphy, the lead singer, to me, he is just one of those modern day crooners where you're like, God, what a, what a voice. But also just, I mean, it makes... White dudes like me want to dance. And sure, that might that, that doesn't sound attractive, but it is just amazing, amazing music. Highly recommend. Uh, so there are so many great things out there to love. Uh, I was joking about it on the Patreon today, and I said, listen, I, I've listened, I've read, I've seen so many things this week, but there has literally been zero uh, growth or uh, development on that end. So I'm very happy that I've had no growth, but I've seen and heard and you know watched everything. So that's where we start our Monday. Uh, a couple of shout outs. Uh, I want to shout out Meditza Lopez. We had a great dude. You know, we started this YouTube channel uh, like a year and a couple months ago and, you know, started throwing up videos, but you know, Medita has been, you know, the, especially since the Vanderpump Rules stuff, everything has kind of grown a lot. But, you know, the graphics she's making, she uploads all the videos, she does all the tags. You know, I, I just put the, the videos together and then she does all the, all the rest. And it is really, we've grown like 5,000 subscribers. We, you know, 
when we started it, we we're like, oh, if I if I can get five thousand subscribers, I'll heat I'll eat a bunch of raw onions because I hate raw onions. I just they gross me out. And we hit five thousand like a month or so ago, which was crazy in itself. And so we put up the video of me eating all the raw onions. It's really gross. You can see it on the YouTube channel. But then we said, okay, well, the, you know, next year when we hit 10,000 subscribers, what will we do? We hit 10,000 subscribers tonight. I mean, literally just a couple weeks. That's insane. Are you kidding me? So I know on the Patreon right now, they're voting on what my next uh, punishment will be since we hit a subscriber number that I didn't think we would hit. So there's a lot of crazy things on there. One, by the way, is to get a it's all happening tattoo like Sheena. So if you're a Patreon member, go vote. I mean, there's a lot of crazy options up there. I know Meditza wants me to eat more crazy food, so I'm willing to do anything since you guys have been so generous with us. But, you know, shout out to Meditza Lopez. That's just, uh, you know, really hard work does pay off. It it really does. It's that stupid flipping thing my parents told me. And I was always like, watch, be quiet. I'm watching TV. And then you're like, oh my God, it really does pay off. So... Thank you, guys. It's not lost on me what you've done for all of us, so thank you. Um, and to that, please keep leaving the five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you that tonight also, it's the um, the Schwartz reality show on Fox. Um, what's it called? It's about, what is it, Life on Mars? It premieres on Fox tonight, and it's a bunch of celebrity, well, suit, you know, you know, a certain type of celebrity, there's some good ones on here. Porsche's on there. Uh, Fox, Mars and Fox Schwartz. I'm looking up the exact title so I can give this to you guys. It's hosted by William Shatner, who's in those like nine. Oh, it's called Stars on Mars. And <laughs> it's called Stars on Mars. And it's cele- this is the tagline. Celebrities go where no one has gone before to see who has what it takes to survive life on Mars. Have we run out of ideas? Is that what is that what's happening? The, listen, the, we, we're still in a writer's strike. And is, is this what happens? I mean, they, this show was done even before the writer's strike. So anyways, you have all these celebrities like uh, Lance Armstrong, Natasha Leggero. I like her. Marshawn Lynch, Christopher Mintz-Ploss, Adam Rapone, Ronda Rousey, Tom Schwartz, Richard Sherman, Tanashi, Portia Williams, Tallulah Willis, Bruce Willis's daughter, Ariel Winter. So it is a who's who. The stars are out, folks. But we'll see if Schwartz has what it takes to survive on Mars. <laughs> what if Schwartz takes off his helmet and his head completely explodes when he shouldn't have? Um, I saw a little clip today where Schwartz was explaining to Christopher Mintz-Plass what Vanderpump Rules is. God. By the way, Lance Armstrong, he's another big cheater. Do you remember he he cheated on a bunch of women? Um, it would be great if Schwartz gets Lance Armstrong's opinions on Scandaval. That would be kind of incredible TV. But are you guys going to watch this? I'm going to watch at least two. Well, uh, I'm going to start with one. I'll, I, will, I will start with one. I genuinely do want to see how Schwartz does. And I think Schwartz will do very well because Schwartz away from like, if nobody knows anything about like, what Schwartz has done or short, like Schwartz is a very charming dude. So I have a feeling he is going to be very well liked by these other, you know, quote unquote celebrities. I think he, I think he'll potentially do very well, 
but uh, we'll see. So reminder that that's on tonight. Uh, that God, I love it. We're already like 28 minutes in. I was like, oh, this will be really quick. That's how it is. Anyways, I have so much more to talk to you about, but I'll save that for tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Um, are you guys good? Are you guys, are you good? Did you have an okay weekend? If you didn't, it's okay. Don't tell me you did just to tell, you know, it's okay. Uh, we've got a long week ahead to make everything right if it wasn't. And if it was a great weekend, just ride that into the week. It's going to be fine. So uh, without further ado, let us get to our Monday co-host. She is back. The one, the only Sophie Ross with our pop culture roundup. You guys, welcome to your week. I am so excited to have her back. There is so much that has gone on the last two weeks, even though my mind isn't properly working yet, because it's 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning in Los Angeles. Sophie needed to record early today, and she stopped, but she did me a favor because she stopped me from getting extremely tanked last night, so I only got a little tanked uh, because I wanted to really make sure I was I was up and at them. Um, so here we are. We're going to discuss everything that's happened in the last week, hopefully, if I remember. But here she is once again, the one, the only Sophie Ross. Also, to be fair, you yeah. wanted to record earlier than usual. Yeah, but just but, but just like two a couple hours earlier. Like we usually record at four. A couple hours earlier. She goes, uh, yeah, but to be fair, it was still within like <laughs> distance of like a normal average night. I, th- I don't want to record right now, Sophie. I don't want to record, dude. I'm done. I'm done recording, dude. I just need, I need to, I'm taking my mic off, dude. I just want to talk with Raquel, dude. Just leave me alone, Wait, I love, who's the producer again? Patrick? Patrick, yeah. Love him. Love yeah, really Patrick. He was so buff that I was like, Tom, he's going to smack you in the mouth in a yeah, second. Yeah, seriously. Also, like, who the fuck do you think you are, Sandoval? Like, he literally was acting like he's an A-list celebrity that can, like, make these demands. And I'm so <laughs> glad that Patrick, like, stood his ground and was like, no. He was like, if you want to be alone, then sure. But, like, if you guys are talking to each other, you need your mics on. Yeah. Like, that's well, how it works. <laughs> Sandoval's only like he only wants complete and utter honesty when it benefits him. You know, like he's like, I want to show my life on screen, dude. But he doesn't want to show his whole life on screen. He wants to be able to control the life that he puts out on screen. And also Patrick, by the way, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's worked on Potomac before. So it's like, yeah, yeah. you're not going to tell Patrick what, you know, if Patrick's worked with Potomac ladies. He's, yeah. He doesn't care about you, Tom. Exactly. Uh, um, what did you think? Wait, so like it was very obvious that Sandoval was trying to like keep his story straight. Yeah. yeah. With Raquel with the mics off. Like that's what he wanted to yeah. do was to recalibrate and get their stories straight before she went out there. Um, so that and also just a shout out to everyone that came to East Point to watch. Yeah, what the what the f? You did a whole. It was so party much fun. Thing, right? I know a lot of people that showed up listened to you, and so many people were like, "Oh my god, Ryan's the best! I love Mondays with you." And Ryan's so awesome, and it was so great to meet so many people, and it was such a great time. Um, I ended up basically they had a Vanderpump menu. And one of the drinks was a Bambi-eyed bitch. And it was like this amazing spritz. And we got pictures of them. And they just went down so smoothly. That just like Raquel. Time, 
We got there. I got there at like 6.30. By the time the episode was airing, I was like blackout. And I'm so sorry. I'm Do you so know, sorry. Did you, did you watch the episode yet? I had to rewatch it. I had to rewatch it the next day because I didn't remember anything. And I also was like, I also ended up taking a hit of my weed pen after I was already super drunk. So then I just had the spins, but I was trying to be normal. Like, at this car with all these people that I think like, at some point respected me and maybe oh don't respect me anymore. And then as soon as I got home, I threw up everywhere. Um, so that was my Wednesday night watching the It was so much fun before I blacked out. Sophie, that's growth though, because you've thrown up in sinks at bars before. Yes. So I think that's, that's huge. That was is your, true. Was your boyfriend there with you? No, he didn't come. But you know what I love about him? And, you know, I there are so many things that remind me about him that he's a keeper. But during the episode, he was watching by himself at our apartment while I was at the bar. Like, he turned it on and was watching it by himself. And he was like, James is cracking me up. And he was like, Sheena, oh, my God. And was, like, live texting me during the episode. And Sophie's text back were just, blah, 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 I was like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I've done that before. When you get to the actual event part of the night, you're already so gone that it's oh like. Oh, my God. Worth- Those Bambi-eyed bitches went down so smooth. But it was like so awesome. So many people like came by themselves. And yeah, it it's like, that, like that's the thing. It's a community of people. And that's yeah. why I think, even though I don't support it, I think that's also part of the reason why people are going to these Tom Sandoval and the most extra shows because it's fun to be around a group of like minded individuals, you know, talking about Bravo and like, you know, right. commiserating about this experience which has been a pretty insane experience, but I got to say, I'm ready for it to be over for this season. Oh my God. I am honestly so ready for it to be over. I have such scandal fatigue and I'm starting to, and I hate this about myself, but I'm starting to hear out the people that are like, this whole cast, they've all fucking cheated on each other and slept with each other. (laughs) Why do we care so much about scandal? I'm like, you know what? Why do we care? It's been no, two and a half months. You, I was talking about this with somebody last night. You make a really good point is that, you know, how, how pop culture even usually works, even taking it away from Vanderpump Rules, is that eventually we are, it's going to turn back around. And I don't mean turn fully around where we celebrate Tom, but we are going to get to this point, if we're not getting to this point already, where Ariana is going to be taken down from this pedestal a little bit, not because of anything she did, just because people then like, well, why is she getting so much praise? Why is she getting so much praise? But in the past, this has happened and those people haven't gotten, you know, it's we're going to start doing this weird thing where the blowback happens and they're like, well, Tom's not that bad of a guy. Everybody's done this. We kind of like start getting we start normalizing this kind of behavior or question why we were so upset in the first place. And that's why I just want it to be over before that part really, really kicks in. And that's what Ben and Ronnie and Watch It Crappens were saying, too, that, like, Ariana, they can feel kind of the tides turning, which, again, it's not because of anything that she's done. It's just how it works. Yeah. You I mean, that, you know, even someone up like this, everyone wants to ultimately tear her down. You see this with I mean, and 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 by the way, I, I agree in some of the reasons why people are but like you see this with Taylor Swift. You see this with Beyonce. You see this with like people that have extreme fan bases are celebrated on this like huge level taylor swift even i mean this is way beyond ariana but you see these things when they do something that is like off kilter they get blowback so hard because we feel like we've given them so much um i will say this the the last part of the finale we still have a secrets revealed episode the week after but this is 
the last five minutes they say is going to change everything. Do you have a theory on what this big surprise is? Oh my God. The way that like, that was so much of our conversation was people just like predicting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is it going to be? My official prediction is that it's obviously since the cast doesn't know about it, it's obviously during one of the one-on-ones. Yeah. So I think it is going to be during Raquel's one-on-one. She is going to admit that the affair has been going on for way longer. Maybe back when she was with James, even. That is my official prediction that it's been going on for maybe like two years. Okay. So I, and you know, take anything anybody says with a grain of salt, but I have it on very good authority that this is blown way out of proportion. This is going to be a letdown for most people, but it is during the Raquel. uh, And it's not during the Raquel one-on-one. It's during the Raquel talking head that she recorded allegedly, like after this all broke, they were still recording talking heads, you know, because they remember they had the recorded the talking head for the finale where she was like, I just wanted to see what it was like to have sex with somebody I loved. I loved because I already loved him. So they recorded this after all that stuff had been revealed. So supposedly Uh it's in that and it is the timeline, but it's not two years. It's that I believe you'll hear Coachella around that time but not anything DJ James Kennedy, but you, you know, people got to chill though. I was hearing rumors. I mean, you guys got to just put two and two together. I was hearing like DJ James Kennedy is abusive. Da, da, da. And I'm like, you guys, you idiots. Even if that were to be true, they're not going to reveal that in the last five minutes of an episode and then have to fire right. DJ James Kennedy because you know, like guys put your heads together. Like, but I will say, I think it's going to be ultimately disappointing because of course the fan base's guesses are way more extreme than what is actually admitted. Yeah, know, they kind of bolted up a little too much. Where like it's gonna yeah. be a letdown no matter what. Oh, I was I hearing like crazy. Like Schwartz and Sandoval had a blood ritual sacrifice with Raquel in the jacuzzi. Uh-huh. Like it's insane. I also would not be surprised if it came out that Raquel and the Toms had a threesome. I see. I I don't think that would be ever admitted, but it wouldn't surprise me. Right, right. It, it's it like we're never me. gonna find out for sure. But like I feel like it when they talk about the hot tub night. Like Sandoval bossing Schwartz around, like, dude, take her, dude. I'm on the shore, real pleasure, dude. I don't know, man. I don't know if I can do it, dude. You know what I realized though is that Raquel, and I know that everyone's trying to like diagnose her, like, oh, she's a sociopath, she had no emotion, which she very well might be. I think that she is genuinely like, as I was watching this episode. I was like, I think that she is like mentally delayed. Like, I think, like, I almost feel Obviously, bad. Yes. This is like a mentally perhaps challenged person who, you know, I don't know. I well, think that she's like extra, and we know that she's not smart, but like, I think that there's something seriously mentally wrong with her that almost makes me feel bad about all that's of a, that. That's a great point because she even says during this uh, part two, you know, when, when Sheena's like bawling on stage, she's like, I should have written her a letter, I guess. I'm starting to have feelings. You know, like she was catching up to the fact she's like, I never thought about it that way. And I'm like, wait, what? You didn't think about the way that this affected Sheena or any like that to me really shocked me. And it didn't come off fake to me. It came off as she was actually saying that for real, which then even worries me on those conversations she has with Tom. And also that conversation she had with Tom where she said, um, 
She's like, and we know we're not pathological liars, except for this one thing. And even Sandoval yeah. was like, Sandoval was like, uh, yeah, this this one thing's kind of big. Even was Sandoval like, yeah. was like, what are you doing? She was like, we didn't lie about anything except, except for this, except one. this for for months and maybe even almost a year. So there were, there were multiple points when Andy said, how did you see this uh, working out? Did you, she said, she thought like, she said, well, I thought they'd break up. We would start dating and everything would be okay. Like, like Ariana was going to be like, you know what? Okay. I get it. Yeah. You guys are good together. I still want to be your friend. And those parts make me sad because it's like, I, I pointed out on Friday's episode. It was like, it was like me as a child thinking that someday I would be able to fly. Like I would get yes. superhero powers one day. Like yes, really. Exactly. It's like not rooted in reality. It's not how a normal adult like thinks or functions, you know? Yeah. Like, it's delayed. You're right. It's just, it's all delayed. And, and I think we will get an official diagnosis at some point and it won't be from Bravo fans. It will be an official diagnosis. From like and I wonder cam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought you said Raquel's cam, like her cam in the trailer. No, Raquel's, <laughs> I was like, no, yeah, official Raquel's fan cam. No, I think we will get one from what I understand. Also, like, wasn't it so obvious that Sandoval, like, didn't realize that Raquel was watching? Like, he thought. I know. He was, he was like, he no she, was like she was like, yeah, I saw that. He was like, oh. Uh, oh, uh oh, uh oh, because he, he was going to be able to tell her whatever he wanted. He's like, right. you saw that thing about me being physical with Ariana. Like, it's he reverse engineers his whole excuse. It's, right. it's wild. Oh, I don't my know. God. Um, was there anything else that stood out to you? Um, because you know, we are on the tail end of this thing. Is there anything else that you're like, well, what did you think? Okay, what did you think about the green light, green light pulling out the uh, Schwartz pulling out the Xan the huge Xanax bottle right at the moment when Raquel comes out. Did you put that any together? Like that was a bit that, that Sandoval yeah, had him do. No, I just think Schwartz is trying to be like silly, goofy, funny, like him doing push-ups on stage. Like we're but not working for it anymore. No, see, I feel like everybody still buys that shit, and he He's really so annoying. He Schwartz really fucking annoys me now. I can't believe I ever liked him. Do you know when his I his Fox show premieres Monday? His what? His he's doing that Life on Mars Fox reality show that premieres Monday tonight on Monday on Fox. It's like it's I like Lance Armstrong. That. You did also, yes, wait, they sent him to Mars with Portia Williams. When you first said that, I thought you said his talk show. Like he's like the new Wendy Williams or something. Can you, uh, hot topics, everybody. Hot topics. Get on in here. Um, let's see here. <laughs> 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 oh my god Schwartz and he's gonna be on Winter House like oh Schwartz is I mean these guys fail upwards all the time and then I was just watching yeah. before I got on with you I was uh Sandoval who's now using social media with wild abandon before he used to not really use it at all he was like he was at Lake Michigan he was like it was like sunrise he's like we just did it dude nine shows in 10 days man it just feels good, dude. It feels good. He goes, and then he like his his band looks like his band looks like they're literally walking into Lake Michigan. They're like, he's like, these kids are out here just uh having a good time. It feels good. They goes, literally have weights around their ankles. <laughs> it's like Sylvia Plath out there. He's Wait, like, <laughs> I love when he thinks he's like literally like Mick Jagger, John Lennon, Harry Styles. Like he thinks he is this I generation's know. like. It boy rock. Okay. Star. 
But what's crazy, Sophie, is that when people have this much belief, there's at least 30% of people that will go there with that person. They'll be like, well, he's talking more confident than I've ever talked in my life. I guess I must follow him. This is how cults start, by the way. This is legitimately, and I want to talk about cults later, but um, he, and then he goes, he goes, he's like flipping his hair to the camera. He's wearing that, like his little candy necklace. And he's like, anyways, happy pride month, everybody. Happy pride month. I actually have seen like an uptick in not Sandoval fans on Twitter, but like Raquel fans. Are you, well, I, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I feel like that's why Twitter is a cesspool because they just say it to be contrarian. And right. there is, I think Twitter is sometimes just a hellscape where they want to make people angry and they want to be contrarian and it makes them feel good. It's usually accounts that don't even use their face. And I feel right. like that's fine because they want, their their version of Bravo is Hellfire and Brimstone. Like they want drama. Mm -hmm. And chaos. Raquel is that chaos theory. The only thing I think with Raquel though is that she's not really fun because she doesn't, there's no tact to it. She's not like a Tamra or a there's you know, literally nothing, nothing there. So it's like there's nothing there. Yeah. It's like creepy and it's sad almost. Like it makes me feel bad. But did you see that blind item? I think it was a blind item. I forget where, but it was like Raquel is out of her quote unquote treatment facility. And now her and her team are like trying to find brand sponsorships and reaching out to brands. Yeah. Well, this was started by uh, an, an account. Uh, I know exactly which account it was. And I'm not, it, it, to me, this is the same BS that we got with the pregnancy. So I wouldn't really put a lot of stock into that. I mean, who knows? I don't doubt that they, her team, will try to make money eventually, but I don't know how much truth to those rumors there are. Um, but I, I wouldn't doubt anything, but I do think her parents are very active and involved in her life at this point. So mm -hmm. I'm not sure how much to believe of that. And I feel like there have been so many rumors that have turned out to not be true. And there's too much good stuff that, that we can prove that I just kind of like those, I feel like people are just trying to drive clicks their way because it does. It does work. I was talking about that last yeah. night. I was at this cancer event for Jared Lipscomb, who actually great makeup artist. He battled uh, leukemia and, and he's, you know, he's beat that battle. And it was this beautiful fundraiser. But I was sitting right behind Kristen Doty and her boyfriend. And I was sitting behind all of these Vander, like all these Vanderpump people. And you can tell they're even like Doty was even like uh, I, I'd never met her before. And we were talking and she was like, yeah, I don't. She's like, I, people really like when I talk about Vanderpump, but I don't know like ha what happens after this. And I'm like, yeah, you got to find that yeah. weird way to pivot, you know, to like, you know, talking about the stuff you originally started your podcast for and her boy, you know, like her boyfriend, I love her boyfriend met her after she was even on Vanderpump rules. Uh -huh. So you can just tell he's probably even like, yeah, man, can you imagine you do a podcast with your boyfriend and then you have to keep talking about your ex-boyfriend? That's actually like, it's kind of sad. And I feel like that's like the downfall of a lot of, not the downfall, but it's kind of like the curse of a lot of Bravo celebrities after they leave their respective shows. They're like, what now? Yeah. And that's why so many keep talking, like Tamara, like the Twats podcast, like they're so, they are so stuck. And I know that Tamara's back, which by the way, I am very excited for OC. Um, 
But like, they're so stuck because they don't know what their identity is anymore without Bravo. Like, it's kind of sad. It's weird because these shows are based on their lives, but at the same time, their lives become about these shows and about the whole rigmarole of being on Bravo. I saw the premiere of Real Housewives of Orange County, and I want to I want to also temper everybody's expectations on this. It is fun to see Tamara back. She comes in on a like on a motorcycle in the very beginning, and it's really funny. I I mean, it's one episode, so there's not really much happening except that. The new character, uh, she's a yoga teacher. She's like, you know, with a new guy. She seems like there's a lot of fun stuff there that's going to be uh, happening. But it, it, there's not a lot of action that happens in the first one. You have the end of Cut Fitness. And I will say, though, Eddie, Eddie's got to chill out. He's like immediately grabs Tamara's ass in every scene. He's like making sex jokes in every scene. I'm like, calm down, Eddie. We He's get it. You're very... Be- He's trying you're to very beat the allegations. Who's <laughs> your very manly, Eddie? Eddie yeah, you're very manly. You're very manly. Um, <laughs> what did you think when you saw that pic? Did you see that picture on Friday night of Shannon Bedore Shannon. You know, with John, not with uh, with her ex, with David Bedore? I'm glad that they can be like civil. And it was at the Quiet Woman. But did you see that her kids, like Sophie and Adeline, they, they were, were scared. Like, they were like jump scare, and I was like. <laughs> David Bedore's own kids. Well, because they've been such contentious divorce yeah. that it is shocking that they can then smile for a camp picture. And I love Vicky Gunvalson's like, your kids will be so happy. And the kids are like, what Don't are you care. doing? What are you doing? Wait, it- remember David Bedore's naked photo shoot in the woods? Of course. So you guys, if you don't remember... David Bedore's, I don't know if they're split up officially yet, but Leslie Bedore, when they were first like, you know, uh, courting, they did uh, they did a naked photo shoot where they were fully naked, except they put on their hiking shoes after they took their clothes off and they embraced nakedly in multiple positions. I've almost got kicked off Instagram for this because they posted it and I kept reposting it and it would get reported. You kept reposting it. Yeah, it's uh, this is like, it's like Bigfoot sighting. Even Bigfoot was like, fuck, I got to get out of here. This is insane what's happening. Ryan, in the woods. should we? We like recreate that. No, yeah, uh, you. I'll pay for you and your boyfriend to recreate that. That's a do that at the Mets game today. But it's like I don't want love just like the that. hiking no. boots. Yeah. Just the hiking well, that was the thing. I love the like you can tell they like care about their feet. They put the hiking boots back on. But I will say, if you have that contentious of a divorce, also I will say. Shannon's a professional drinker. I've said that for a long time. So I have a feeling, and David, I have a feeling they were both pretty tanked at the quiet room and quiet woman to even get to a point where they took a picture together. Like, I feel like, you know, and John Jansen, my friend Millie was in Orange County last week and saw it was last Tuesday or Monday. They were at another place in OC and Shannon Bedore was there with John Jansen. Are they back together? This is so funny. She, Millie and her mom were there and she said they looked like they were back together, but they, cause she went up to her and talked to her and said, I'm a big fan and, and met John Jansen. And Shannon said, I'm not, I'm not with him, by the way, I'm not with him. And John Jansen like put his arm around Shannon and Shannon was like, I'm not with him. Like kept making a point to say, I'm not with him, but they looked very much together. So take that whatever you want. I want Shannon to have her happy ending so badly. I'm John Jansen. Like, why did I not? I knew his name was John, but like John Jansen, Jingleheimer Schmidt. I love the name John Jansen. And you could tell he had this like a- like this bubbling well of anger. He'd always be really quiet, and then he just looked stern. Remember that Bronwyn wedding ceremony with her old dude, where they oh, were like they had a bottle like bottle of booze in the hotel room, and they kept going back to fill it up. 
Do you remember was that? that? Was it Seth or was it Sean or something? Sean Windham Burke. Sean, Sean Windham Burke. That's right. Yeah. Right. But like you get that sense that Shannon and John Jansen were like that couple that started drinking around three in the afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. And just looked out at the water a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you're excited for OC to come back though, right? Yeah, I am. I am. There actually. was no mention of Tamara's podcast, I don't believe. I did talk to somebody that works on OC and said that Teddy is talked Freddie, Freddie Mellencamp. I don't it, she's the she was in a is she she's trying a, to get on OC. Oh, I think she's trying to get on any housewife show. And you know, like, but I have a feeling that will happen down the line too at this point. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We don't want her. But see, but see, that's the thing. We don't want her so much that we'll eventually get her back on because we talk too much about her. It's you like know that what? Weird. Like, I would be less surprised if like, Actually, I would be very surprised. Kelly Dodd has said like so many oh, awful no, things. I can't, She's a garbage, garbage I can't go woman. There. He's talked shit about Heather Dubrow's kids. But I'm saying that someone who is at least like hateable, like someone that actually like brings the drama, like Teddy brings nothing. Like she is just a gnat. She's literally a gnat. Yeah. I mean, that, but. It's a gnat that is persistent, and those persistent gnats eventually like bug you enough where you're get like, "Fine, I'm going to chase you around the house for a little bit right. and get you out of here." Oh, but God. I mean, I have a feeling too is that like those people. I'm like, this is what you have built up right here. I mean, mainly thanks to Tamara, you have a good podcasting. You have a great podcasting audience. You can make a certain living. You can still be around all your little friends. Like, you know, be happy with that. Don't try to, everybody tries to get back on these shows and then half the time the shows aren't even that good anymore. It's literally, that's what I mean. It's like the curse of the Bravo celebrity that leaves the show. They don't know what their identity is anymore. That would see, Sophie, that's a great article for you to write. That would be a great article. Like, no, I mean, like, think about it. Like studying the, like, use like five examples of people that have done it right and people that have not done it right. And like, 
it to me that really is that thing that should be studied or it, i always wanted a documentary about the season after they're let go of the housewives because they end up bitching and complaining and like you know lisa rinna right now lisa rinna can't keep beverly hills out of her mouth she's like, she like can't. clearly having like a major identity crisis oh, you you think so wasn't it didn't it come out that like she was like even though they were like no she quit like i guess she was officially like it came out that she was put on pause but then she asked to like come back or something well andy cohen andy cohen has that the new book out daddy diaries and in it he says the night i'd like the night after the beverly hills reunion or when it was airing he woke like they were already going to put her on pause but Lisa Rinna texted Andy and he woke up to the text of, I think it's time for me to leave the show. And Andy just wrote back, I think you're right. And like, but it was a very nice exchange. And then, you know, so he let her have her own destiny. But then when it officially came out or something, Lisa was like, no, that's not true. That's not true. No, no, no. And like, didn't, and said she didn't leave that text. It just seems like there was a lot of rewriting and potentially Lisa panicking after the season. Like backtracking. Because yeah, who but, is Lisa Rinna without Beverly Hills? She's a nobody. She's nothing. But they were going to leave. They were, they were going to put her on pause regardless. Yeah. So, as they uh, I think it's funny that, you know, now she can't stop commenting about Beverly Hills. And she even, this made me so mad this week. She invoked the name of her poor mom, poor Lois, said she had a dream of Lois saying, don't do that show. It's so bad. It's not good anymore. And I'm like, dude, Lisa, just you, you can say that, but don't attribute that to your mom in a dream that's like in heaven, potentially. Like that's so insane. The so one thing, the one thing she came to her in a dream and was like, "That Beverly Hills has gone so downhill." You you see your one of your beautiful parents that you miss so much and you want them so much on Earth, and they're like, anyways, really don't care about Harry or the kids or anything going on. That Beverly Hills was horrible, huh? <laughs> What a bad show. I just, I hated well, that's it, Lisa. Insane. That's insane. It, really, it, it makes me sad. Um, okay, another thing that makes me sad is Bummer House or Summer Bed. Um, oh, Summer so House bad. had its first part of the reunion and it was really contentious. Like we knew it would be. Did you have thoughts about this? I just, I, why is, and I think that there are maybe like a couple reasons why Paige is so angry with Lindsay. And I think maybe one of the reasons could be the fact that Lindsay exposed that maybe Craig was hooking up with Kristen Cavalieri at the same time that he was hooking up with Paige. And that's oh, embarrassing. Yeah. Paige. Less there are like little things, but it just doesn't make sense. And I think it's so funny how, first of all, she was like, I know how People Magazine works. And Dave it's Quinn from great. People Magazine was like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, don't. he was like, no, you don't. Like, this is just, they had professional, you know, engagement shots. And then Bravo was like, this is PR for Bravo. So we are going to coordinate this. She was like, everything they do. First of all, I can't stand Paige's like exaggerated, like fake Long Island accent. She's from upstate New York. Like, it literally doesn't make sense. She's from Albany, I think. Like, stop with the exaggerated Italian Long Island accent. Like, she is so... I was more just I was more just bummed out of like the constant fa the constant pouts, the Rolling constant faces. Eyes. Like and that's the thing. It's like she lays in bed all season 
And then things that she, and it's been the past three reunions now where she is just so miserable and thinking that sitting there with like a stank face and rolling her eyes and being a bitch is going to save her job, which this time around, it's not going. Oh, I think it, well, see, I disagree. I think it's going to save her. I mean, you think that she's going to be back? Oh, I, a hundred percent. Not even a doubt in my mind. This is our new bet. Okay. Well, because by the way, you had a long bet just to remind people that Craig and Paige won't make it. And I really do believe that Sophie is going to eventually be right on this. Mm -hmm. I do believe that. That's right. But I will say there is pages going nowhere. I, I, I really think Paige and Paige, by the way, has a deep fandom that even in my audience, I can feel whenever I talk about her, I get a lot of not negative comments. She does. does. And I think that she's made a great path for herself outside of the show, but the summer house viewers do not enjoy watching her anymore. So I don't think her fandom is going to save her because there are so many people I've seen that are like, I am so done watching the bed sore bullies. Like, just the Bedsore Mafia. It's the Bedsore Mafia. Bedsore Mafia. Like, everyone is tired of them. I don't even think, and I love Summer House. I don't think I'm going to watch next season if she comes back. Well, don't talk crazy, Sophie. Don't no, talk crazy. True. You're going to watch. Sounds, I know that sounds insane, and it really depends on who the rest of the cast is, but I do not want to watch her. Like, I am so done with her. Okay. <laughs> and her fucking fake Long Island, Staten Island accent. <sighs> What a type. Hey, you didn't even tie. I don't know a lot about fashion, but are you supposed to wear a plant the size of your head on your neck? Like I thought she was, I thought she was conjoined twins. I thought it was a conjoined twin at first. So rosettes and floral appliques and things like that, whether it's on, you know, a bandeau or a dress or on a choker, that's very in right now. And she is a trend follower where she like jumps on trends, (laughs) not, not pulled off correctly. And I loved how she was like, Oh my God, this custom dress. Like she totally undone by Kate, which nothing against undone by Kate because Paige said it was her vision brought to life. It's just a Norma Kamali Diana gown. So Um, yeah, by the way, I did see your tweet about that and it was so wait. And then there was this other really scary Twitter account that like took your tweet and said, I'm done with this bullshit. It was like, and then pointed out exactly what you said. And Sophie underneath it goes, yeah, just like my tweet said. And yes, Mark. Yes, I'm trying to remember so- exactly, but it was so funny because this person tried to serve you back and you were like, yes, that's exactly yeah, what I said. Person, and this person goes, um, I think they, they thought I was saying that she literally was wearing the Norma Kamali gown because they were like, she posted the designer like sketching the dress, but nice try. And I was like, yeah, that's like what I said was that it, the dress was kind oh, of like a ripoff. And people on Twitter are, I mean, just Twitter is insane. You guys, like you really have to go on. That's why I only post stupid jokes because if I ever posted anything serious, I don't think I could live with myself because it's such a cruel place. Um, but you always try to come for me on Twitter. Well, you they seem like you like me, it, but see, you seem like, I can't, I'm too sensitive. I'm too sensitive. Cause I will engage and I'll be like, why do you feel that way? And now is my favorite part of the show. When we get to talk about our sponsor for this week and our sponsor once again is our friends over at ship station. I was so excited when they signed on to uh, to advertise on here because first off, I do believe in this product. And secondly, as I've said before, one of their other spokespeople is Miss Shannon Bador, who uses ShipStation like I do to send all of their very, very important shipping tasks, all of their mail. Um, listen, 
automation is kind of something that I'm needing to do more with all of my processes. You know, think about the thing in life that you want to automate. For me, when I think about it, I'm like, oh, okay. So I do the podcast, I talk all of this stuff, but then afterwards I got to do the audio processing. I got to upload. I got to put all the tags on. I got to write the show description. And it kind of sucks the joy out of sometimes the actual task itself. Just talking to you guys. Now, we live in an increasingly automated world, but some things, they still do require this tedious manual work like I'm talking about. But luckily, for e-commerce business owners, shipping is no longer a manual task thanks to ShipStation. Because you can save time automating your shipping and your returns in the ShipStation dashboard while keeping costs down with industry-leading discounts. Now, for me... I'm going to be using this for all of our Patreon mailings. Uh, I, I potentially, when we actually, we have the web store right now and we're thinking about potentially switching companies to make this easier, but this would be great specifically to use ShipStation 4 because you would be able to do everything from one of the coolest dashboards that I've seen. I'll walk you guys through that in a second. Um, Also, just so you know, you do get a free trial and it's a really quick setup if you want to check it out, which I hope you guys will all do. But now is that time to try ShipStation out if you have been on the fence. Now, the shipping rates are crazy compared to what you pay before you used it. You will be saving a great deal of money. I mean, you can get up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates. That's crazy. 84%? I just recently had Hello Harlot, who has an amazing uh, web store and and all that. And this is exactly what she should use. This is it. For, you know, these businesses, these online businesses, especially if you are a startup of some sort, you know, this is the company to use. I mean, because it is effortless. It integrates with everything when you sell online. It integrates with Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, all of them. You can manage every order from this one simple dashboard. And that means you print shipping labels, you can easily compare rates and delivery times to optimize every shipment and automate delivery notifications. And with enterprise solutions that make warehouse optimization easy, ShipStation scales when you do. I mean, this is a one-stop shop to get your product out in this timely efficient and economically efficient way. Um, Like I said, you get 84% off in some cases. uh, And if that's not enough, use my promo code to try ShipStation for free for two whole months. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce business with ShipStation. And 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. Because that's what we want. We want somebody to take away to take away these little things that we don't want to worry about because we we have all this other stuff to worry about. Let ShipStation do this part of your job for you. I highly recommend it. So spend more time growing your business when you automate shipping tasks with ShipStation. Go to ShipStation.com and use code SOBAD today 
and sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com code SOBAD. Now, I'm going to put the links in the description. It'll also have a link to uh, a video if you if you want to check that out as well. But do it. See if it works for you. I think it will. And uh, yeah, tell them so bad. So bad it's good sent you. You know, I think this is, exa- this is exactly what you need. Anyways, back for the remaining portion of our show. It's okay. But talking about Paige, Paige, the thing is, she shows up at these reunions. The thing that frustrates me is like, if you're going to st- all of a sudden be awake, why yeah. don't you tell us your actual points? Why? Because you, you know, we know she can speak clearly. So tell us why you, why you think it was Lindsay and Carl that revealed she, this. She does not like how many seasons in are you and you are not bringing receipts? Like, That's what it, why can't you just tell us why you, you, if you truly believe that Lindsay, first of all, the the about Craig getting kicked out of Kaimanda's wedding, which I also tweeted. Samantha about. Bush wrote that article, Samantha by the Bush way. Wrote that article and came out and she was like, I can 100% confirm it was not Lindsay and Carl who are my sources. Everyone has heard about Craig getting kicked out of Kaimanda's wedding. Everyone across the Bravo universe. It was not Lindsay and Carl telling everyone. It was just any regular guest at the wedding. There were a lot of people there, including Bravo cameras. Like, Everyone knows it. Why are you more concerned with like who maybe the messenger was and less concerned about your boyfriend's disgusting behavior? He's pushing 40 and this is how he's acting at your close friend's wedding. Like that is what you should be concerned about. It's like the hypocrisy. She's so about everyone else's behavior not being perfect and you're dating Craig like <laughs> well, well, I mean the funny thing is they all, you know, they they now invoke podcasting and Demois are like two of the most talked about things on Bravo at reunions now. And I will say this, you know, Lindsay and even, you know, Lindsay has been up in my DMS a bunch and she never like gives, nor am I asking, but she's not like tipping me off to certain things ever. You know, Danielle actually is in my DMS. She never tips me off to certain things. Yeah. I will say that I know Paige is very aware of how Demois works. Paige is obsessed with Demois. Amanda knows how Demois works. I'm not saying they're tipping people off, but you know, who also is very aware of how all this Greg. stuff works. Kyle. Kyle also is very aware. Kyle is like Joey Gorga. He's like a housewife. He's he. And that's why I think makes Kyle kind of good, fun to watch because he's just as in it as the women are in terms of like throwing these things around. So I will say like I, Lindsay and Carl, you can, you can only blame them for so much. I mean, they might annoy you, but like, if you don't have exact proof of why you think they did this, you've got to let the audience know. Cause you just right. can't, I know you did it. She, she was debunked by both Dave Quinn and Samantha Bush. So like, why should anyone trust you? And also didn't Craig come out and admit that he sent that to about Luke sexually assaulting someone on winter house. Did he? he? He, I'm pretty sure that he came in and admitted it when that blind item came out before winter house saying that Luke is not being asked back to anything and because, he's canceled yeah. because of the not sexual assault, but like sexual harassment, something yeah, creepy. And then we watched it and, you know, it's like, I think that he just wasn't really taking social signals and kind of hitting on whatever that girl's yeah, name we saw was. That. Yeah. that made her uncomfortable. We saw it. I don't think that, you know, it was a cancelable offense. People still love Luke. Now he's maybe getting engaged to Tasha. Who knows? But Craig like admitted to sending in that blind. So like why it's all projection with her and with Craig. It's all projection. She projects, she's saying you're calculated, you're obsessed with PR. It's like and she projecting. does all of those things. I mean, 
Well, the funny thing is I'm, but as a, as a viewer, I, I told this to the audience. I said, I, I, I want to see so much of her and Craig's relationship on Southern charm this season. I was like, I pray that Paige is on there because that relationship to me is so fascinating now because it is this push pull of Craig wanting it so badly. And you just don't usually see those roles. You see those roles reversed usually in, in, media where the woman is be- begging for the man and in this you have the man begging for the woman and Paige going like of course i love you babe if you you know if you want to get a couple of your your cute little items throw them in a suitcase leave them in new york i'm down for that it's really fascinating to watch and i want to see way more of it on southern charm i feel so comfortable like speaking on this because i've been in that position before where, where a guy's obsessed with you where the guy is kind of you know, you have the upper hand because you're like, eh, I don't know about this. But the guy is like, when are we getting married? When are we moving in? And blah, blah, blah. And you can tell because if she really was excited about him, she would be excited about him. But she's not. It's like I've been in that position before. So I, I, you know, I can see it. Yeah, I, I but I, I want to see more of it. So that's why I don't think Paige yeah. is going anywhere because I feel like they're placing their bets on even Bravo. I don't know if they think we about this long term. Southern Charm, though. Like, we don't want her on Summer but, House. But the thing with Paige, though, even she admits, she's like, Craig, you better not, when you do ask me to marry you, it better not be on Bravo. Like, she doesn't want to share her actual life. She doesn't want to do that. She wants to be able to judge, make fun of people. And she's, you know, she thinks she's good at that. And I will tell you, like Maya and Sierra, they really make their stocks go down when they lean so heavily into that relationship. I would love to see a world someday where Sierra actually gets some balls and goes against Paige in some ways. Because that never happened. But that's that's the thing. It's like the Lisa Rinna Fab Force Five thing where it's like you see this click that will never hold each other accountable or go against each other. It's not fun to watch. Yeah, it might be fun to be in and the actual reality of that moment, but I don't know. So it's more and that Danielle Lindsay thing. I just still don't think, unfortunately, Danielle gets it at all. So it's like, I don't think there's going to be any movement on that. Yeah. And Maya, I don't know. Like We don't really, our hearts don't really go out to Maya with Oliver because she kind of kept so much of that private anyways. She broke up with him in a closet. She does all of her scenes in closets. She was like, take your mic off or like cover your mic. It's like, you are on a reality show. Like, Bye-bye. You need to get fined. I said, if you take your mic off, that's a $1,000 fine, period. Or you're just fired because what is this? You're fired on the spot. I probably probably would be interested in a world where Sierra is just there without Paige to lean on. Without Maya. Just Sierra just being an independent, like, person. Like, Sierra, Gabby, Sam. I would be down for, like, that version of summer house i honestly would and i know i haven't been like sierra's biggest fan in the past because she's super boring and has no personality but we saw like glimpses of it this season you see her finding herself i just don't want that to be completely muted by page in the bed and all of that stuff um right moving on to a couple other pop culture things now i was really bummed out this week that uh, Jason Oppenheim, one of the bald brothers from Selling Sunset. Oh, yeah. Wrote, this was your 9-11, right? Yeah, this is sad, man. He was dating this 24-year-old European woman that was on the show. I think it's Mary like Marie Lou. Marie Lou Who or whatever. But anyways, <laughs> they broke up. It's not going to last. It's not. They, he says the, the difference between them, the distance between them was just not going to work, which is so sad. But don't worry. They already filmed Selling Sunset Season 7, so she'll probably appear in that. So you'll get more of this kind of couple that I thought would last for ages. Now, well, so I was bummed about this. But then I my heart filled up again later in the week, and I knew love existed because 
I uh, got a, a picture of two dots that I were was told were Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet could, could like they had a a, a little meetup. Uh, but it, it, these pictures are grainier. Like this could this could have been my ball sack for all I know. Like I couldn't even tell what it I was, but it was you. supposedly Kylie and Timothy. I'm telling you how like everyone is like, okay, I guess now it's official. I am even less convinced now because those were body doubles in my mind. Those were body doubles. And everyone being like, oh my God, Chris would never let the public know that Kylie smokes Smokes Marlboro Lights, yeah. They're cigarettes. Who cares? Yes, yes, she would. She absolutely would. Especially because Timothy is like a French year. I know he's American, but he's also like half French and kind of he's like, worldly. Like, he's worldly. He's like worldly. Like, of course they smoke cigarettes together. Like, yeah, it's just, it's all so calculated still in my mind. Like, and none of it feels organic to me. Well, still. It was, but it does feel like Timothy is finding this a little bit. Cause he's like, you can take paparazzi shots, but you're going to literally need to be, uh, up at the moon to take them. Like Chris Jenner has somebody dispatched like, like a billion miles into space, trying to get this photo of them walking across a yard. And then we're like, see, there was also a picture of like Kylie's, like Kylie's, a uh, uh, big SUV outside of Timothy's house. But they, they, I was like, did they even mention if Kylie's in the car? Like they just said Kylie's SUV, but they didn't show any pictures of Kylie in or out of the car. So I have a feeling Chris Jenner's just like, send that SUV to Timothy's house so we can get some pictures. Right. Kylie doesn't even need to be in it. Like, maybe I'm just, like, delusional and in denial because I'm in love with Timothy. But, like, I just, I'm still not buying it. And, you know, it actually is kind of like a a Kardashian. They have been so, like, oh, the devil works hard, but Kris Jenner works harder. Like, they own that. The fact that they're very calculated with their PR moves and everything. That everything they do now feels calculated. Like, it never feels, I don't know what could happen for me to be, like, that's real. That's genuine. Like nothing ever feels. And I haven't, I have you been watching the new season. Cause I haven't been, you know what I half while well, I'm going to do a recap on the Patreon of the first two episodes, but I will say it, it's like the Sandoval stuff kind of like sucked up all the oxygen. And I was noticing like, how weird is it that we really don't talk about the Kardashian show? We talk about the Kardashian show a little bit, but the it's at an all time low. I feel and talks about the fervor behind this family. And even with these Timothy things, it makes me sad more than excites me, but also I'm an older man. So I don't know if it excites you guys. No. Um, but do you think, I mean, Travis Scott, do you think this is going to, he's got like, fuck Dune two. I'll never watch Dune two. You're with my old woman. Travis Scott think, does not give a fuck. I know, I know. <laughs> Nobody sees, but is there a world in which Timothy's like, well, fuck, like, could I see your butt? Like, you know, he's like another girl. Like, yeah, I'd like to see you nude. Like, there you is a what? world in which he'd be like, could I see you naked? That'd be cool. You know what's funny, though? Because we will never know, like, the ratings because Hulu does Hulu, not release numbers. Yeah. I was curious, though, because everyone was like, no one's talking about the new Kardashian show. And I was like, I wonder if there still is a subset of people that are like religiously watching and like obsessed. I'm sure. Maybe. I searched Kardashians, Kardashians, Hulu, the Kardashians. I searched all the possible hashtags on Twitter and like filtered by latest. You could see actually every single tweet. And there weren't that many. There weren't that many, like compare that to like when pump rules or like just anything Bravo airs, there's like bachelor, whatever it is. Like there were like a handful of tweets. Like it was very easy to scroll through all of the tweets from when people were watching the show. I guess it airs on Thursdays. So that's like just my clue. Number one that I don't know, I guess. Okay. So I'm on the keeping up with the Kardashians subreddit. 
and they're I'm the only one here. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, their season three episode two discussion thread does have 343 comments. So is that good for a discussion that. thread? Is that yes. what are they just? What are they discussing? When's this over? How many more commercial breaks? I I don't know. I haven't opened it, but I would expect to see maybe. I was guessing there would be like fifty-two comments or something, but there's three hundred. Well, listen. Good, good for you guys. I mean, I just uh, the the show. Well, the show itself this week they had a whole scene complaining about the audience complaining about us saying that they don't reveal a lot. And if you're going to actually have a scene complaining about the audience complaining, that's that's so. But it's also sad. It makes me like bummed out and. It just doesn't, which I was thinking about, Kim was also did something like she was like supposedly texting somebody she's flirting with. I also don't care about these like fake little text message scenes where she smiles like, who's your guy, Kim? Like, come on. If this was real, like, put your, you know, if this, you know, she's professional enough to put her phone away. You know what's so fucking funny? That when Kim was like first single, they were putting out all of the, you know, there are like billionaires in her DMs and princes and like oil magnates and, you know, all of these like insanely rich businessmen and rocket scientists, like all of these men chasing her. Yeah. And then it was just Pete Davidson. Like that doesn't, well, the only what... guy that she's been linked to since Kanye is Pete Davidson. So where are all these fucking billionaires and princes, Kim? Huh? Well, huh? I I have this um I have this YouTube psychic called Aphrodite that's on the show on Tuesday and we were actually talking about Vanderpump and Kardashians and this wasn't even a psychic prediction but he just said in terms of the Kardashians who he's you know studied for years he just said they just aren't cool they're just not cool and they try so hard but it's like this you know it's like no matter what, they're just not cool. Everything they do now is kind of behind like it's just like okay. I think it's Be- just their tie, yeah. That, sorry to interrupt you. No, no, it's just, they just, that's it. It's like, they're just not cool. So it's this, you know, don't worry about them because they're all billionaires. So it's, they're fine regardless, but you know, what they could do with their show and what they choose to do with their show is just not cutting it in this day and age. Um, yeah, the tides have like shifted in the fact that like, oh, like all of these young, youthful, fresh face, like Gen Z, like authentic, like that's kind of what people want. And everything about the Kardashians, like I said, feels inauthentic. And I don't know, again, it's like there could be a subset of people that are still obsessed with them. I just don't see those people very visibly online. Yeah, I mean, you can never count them out. I'm sure everything will, you know, they'll find a way to get back there on top. Uh, And I think that's why I think truly that's why Kim is like pushing north. I think that that's the reason it keeps them. They know that their kids will ultimately keep them relevant. And it's sad, but like true in my mind, I think that's why she's like North on TikTok, North coming to the Met Gala to all of these events and North being a fashion queen. And all well, I know, things. I know Kim does it as a parent to protect her, but you know, Kim's on that TikTok account as well. So it's a way for Kim to stay relevant as well as push her daughter up. So it's very, it's, I think that's an interesting way to stay in that public eye attaching yourself to your daughter. Right. Um, on to more cheating. Uh, this is interesting. Natalie Portman's husband, ballet dancer, oh, Benjamin. I fell into a rabbit hole about this. Yeah. Benjamin Millipede, who they met on Black Swan, the movie she won the Oscar for, together after his enormous mistake. The, the quote was, after his enormous mistake, I guess he hooked up with like a 25-year-old. Her name and- is Camille Etienne. And she's a Ooh. French... She's a French climate activist named Camille Etienne. 
A climate activist? Yeah, that's like her. her career as a climate activist, I guess. I fell into a rabbit hole about this. I wonder if this is going to affect her climate activism. Like if this is going to make her not a good climate activist Na- in certain Wait, circles. Cammies or Natalie Portman's? Cammies. No, Natalie, I think is going to be fine. By the way, now it's like team Ariana. It's team, team Natalie. You know this what is I what love, by Natalie the way, needed this juice. Is how French people, pro- like her name is spelled Camille, but French people pronounce it Camille. And then like Roman is, it's spelled Romaine, like Romaine, like Romaine on Selling Sunset. And they all call him uh, Romaine, but French people pronounce it Roman. And I think Roman. it's so funny because I used to work at a French company and there literally was a Roman. Roman. But anyway, it's so funny on Selling Sunset, which by the way, I finally watched the new season. Isn't it ridiculous? It's so good. This right? Is, I said it. It's good. The best, far and away, the best selling Sunset season ever. And it was all without I, fucking Christine. I love G-Flip. Like, all right, baby, behave. He's like, like, yeah, she, baby. Oh, sorry. I I know that G-Flip goes by they, them pronouns. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that was me. I'm sorry. But um, the way that G-Flip kept saying a cheeky, a cheeky little trip to Australia, a cheeky, a cheeky this, a cheeky that, baby, babe, baby. Babe, come paddle really my butt like, like drums. Yeah, babe. Past Carl and Lindsay's babe barometer. Oh, I love it. I love, And I love, you know, and this is Pride Month. I love Chriselle talking about energy. Like I didn't think, but I was attracted to their energy. Like I love... That, I you think know. it seems very like genuine to me, and like call me, call me naive or whatever. Oh, there is many more. People. There's way faker things on Selling Sunset than this relationship. Are you kidding <laughs> me? Like that's, I mean, this, I I totally buy this relationship. I think um, it seems very sweet. Like her shell seems like genuinely in love when she was talking. I forgot who she was talking to, but she was like. I've made so many mistakes in my life, but this feels like something that I finally got right, and I was like. Oh, good for her. I mean, she's yeah. had a, you know, what a, what an insane dating history. She dated Mr. Shu from Glee for a long time. Uh, well, whoever that actor's name yeah, was, I uh, that. she dated him. She Matthew was with, uh, or something. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever yeah. watch younger? No, it's no, a no. great show, by the way, if you've never watched younger, it's like sex in the city. It's another Darren Chris. So it's like sex in the city, Emily in Paris kind of vibes. In my opinion, it's just fun and light. And his character in Younger, spoiler alert, fucks a sheep. I'm in. I'm in. I like you well, just sold you me. I'm like, whoa, there is that the first episode? How deep there in this go. season do I have to get? Um, anyway, selling sunset, great. Benjamin Millipede cheated on Natalie Portman after 10 years of marriage, and they had just celebrated 10 years last August, and they are trying to work things out. But this is like a pretty big F you. We've had pictures of this girl, but it's another one of those things of these men with families, you know, like it just mm-hmm. seems to be rampant. It seems that like every, everybody seems to be doing it. Um, well, it's, like, it's like, oh my God, like M Rada gets treated on, cheated on. Like what hope do we have? Like Natalie Portman gets cheated on. It's like men will be men. Yeah. I'm by the way, I, I hate to break this. It might not even be the woman. It might just be men. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, yeah. it doesn't even matter who yeah. you are. Beyonce maybe. was cheated on, you know? Exactly. Maybe it's the men that are the Yeah. Problem. I hate to put this theory out there, but it could be men in general. Um, okay. A couple of other things. Speaking of uh, Darren Chris, Sex in the City this week uh, revealed something insane that Samantha, played by... Uh, Kim Cattrall is returning to season two of And Just Like That, but 
There is wild stipulations on her return. It is only in a phone call scene with Carrie, but she is not, you know, she's not going to have any contact with Sarah Jessica Parker or the rest of the women. And she is not having contact with Michael Patrick King, who is the director and creator. So they already shot her scene in a soundstage uh, a couple of weeks ago, from what I hear. And it was, it's just a, uh, her on a phone call with Sarah Jessica Parker. So however they edit that, you don't know, but this is wild. And then, you know, I think she said, didn't she say in a comment, like happy pride, kind of like I did this for you, for the gays. I love that about her. I'm so excited. I actually was watching sex in the city yesterday. But does it take away from your overall enjoyment knowing how deeply she hates everyone on this show? It does make you like watch it differently. When you see a scene with like the foursome and you know that the three of them, Kristen, Cynthia, Sarah Jessica Parker are so close in real life. And then Kim obviously was not. And you do like look at it a little bit differently, but it's such a comfort show. It just feels so cozy. Yeah. What my, I mean, my dream, you know, my dream is that Kim Cattrall only does one scene and it's with Che Diaz. And it's like, Che, you have all the working parts, Che. Like something like really dirty of like, Che, I would love that so deeply, but it's just going to be probably at the very, I bet this happens at the very end of season two. This I wonder if it's just going to be like a voicemail or like just something over the phone. Or what if, what if it's like, oops, sorry, wrong number. And then click and it's Kim Cattrall just saying, sorry, wrong number. Yeah. Like it could just be that. (laughs) I'll take it. Yeah. So anyways, Sex in the City or and just like that comes back in a couple of weeks. OC comes back this week. Um, what else do we have here before we we get going? We had Timothy and Kylie. Um, oh, tonight, the, Sunday night, you guys, the new The Weekend, Abel Testify and Lily oh. Rose Depp, their show The Idol, who, which is also uh, done in conjunction with Sam Levinson, the creator of Euphoria is coming out tonight. It's already gotten horrible horrible reviews, which I don't think will mean anything. It'll probably still be wildly successful. Are you excited to see this show at all? I'm not even going to hate watch it. It's been critically panned. It's apparently disgusting. There's like Lily Rose Depp with like come on her face apparently uh. in the first episode. Um, they call her the human cum rag. That's what um, they call it just sounds very degrading and misogynistic and I'm not even curious. Like I might curiosity might get the best of me if I like see people tweeting about it maybe, but like right now I don't even want to hate watch it because it makes me so angry. And also the fact that they're like Jocelyn, first of all, her name is Jocelyn for some reason. The weekend (laughs) seems like such a terrible actor. He's like, you're the, he's like, you're the American dream rags to riches, trailer parks, mansions. And it's like, we're supposed to believe Lily Rose Depp. Who's like the ultimate, that's such a miscast. In my opinion, if you truly want someone that is like rags to riches, it's like to suspend reality that Lily Rose Depp, like the ultimate Nepo baby Get Kershell from Selling Sunset. She grew up in a car. She, grew she up in literally a car. was born at a gas station. Yeah, she was, her name was Kershell, for the love of God. Like, get Kershell oh on the idol. Um, that comes out this week. A couple of recommendations. I don't know what you're watching, but I love... Natalia Grace. The oh. Natalia Grace. Guys, there's a six-part series on Max and ID Discovery called The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. Will you explain this to the audience really quick? So it's basically the story of this quote unquote, maybe six-year-old disabled orphan with dwarfism that is 
adopted by a family in Indiana. And it turns out that she's maybe not an actual child. She might be an adult pretending to be a child and might may or may not be a sociopath. And also like the family is really weird. And Very weird. Weird. And I'm only one and a half episodes in. And I know about the story because I'm like You're only one and oh my God. I know. I need I need to keep watching it, but I I know about the story because it's like been a true crime story that's been, you know. I remember this on the Daily Mail like five years ago, pre-COVID. I remember this story. Like it, I, I totally remember this, but I did not know yeah. the inner workings. Like I didn't know how crazy the family was. And yeah. by the way, it goes way more into this family, but it is insane because they said, okay, this Natalia Grace, they got her and all of a sudden she had pubic hair and she actually had a period. And for a six-year-old, that is wild. It's a little weird. It's a it's little, a little weird. weird. Um, and I will say, you don't know this yet, Sophie, but later this summer, they are doing a additional episode of The Curious Case of Natalia Grace with Natalia. And she yes. says this will be her only place she'll speak about. But guys, it's really creepy. It's really unsettling. And it's really in depth, which I love, but it's unsettling at times. So go into, but I, I think that's, yeah. you know, after Scandal, we're, we're ready for anything. I'm excited. Also, I also was watching the Randall scandal, which is like. The Randall Emmett story on Hulu. It's okay. Yeah. Um, And then what else? Oh, we watched Air. Loved Air. The yeah, Michael I Jordan. That's yeah. the movie about Air Jordans, Michael Jordan and Nike collab. Yeah, the creation of uh, Air Jordan. It was really and good. I actually ended up like tearing up at one part. So I loved it. And by the way, you know, and, and it talks about the strength of Michael Jordan's mother, uh, who, you know, and it's played amazingly by really Viola Davis. Oh, I but love I, so much. I will say, I saw a, a, a poster the other day. They're doing a movie about the making of Flaming Hot Cheetos. Did you see this? Oh, yeah. But it's like, guys, like, okay, the Air Jordan movie, fine. Like, that's a big thing that changed the world. Are we just going to start seeing movies about corporations and products? Like, I don't about, know like, if I necessarily, the, like... The Stanley Cup. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it's like, do I do I have to see a movie on the, like, who made the Biore nose strip? Like, I don't... Yeah. I, like, yeah. what? Like, we, we're going to change the world with this thing, you know? Like, <laughs> like the drunk elephant, like, <laughs> serum. Yeah, it's like, I just don't know. Um, okay. So, uh, also, oh wait, God. I wanted to recommend this to you. This is on Amazon prime. It's called shiny, happy people. It's oh, by the Duggars. This, That's next it's on my list. a documentary, a four part documentary on the Duggars and fundamentalism, fundamental Christians, but it is so good. I want four more episodes. It's the same people who did the Lula rich, the Lula row documentary from a couple of years ago, but I think it's totally worth your time to go check that out. The Duggar story, of course, with Josh Duggar and the like fucking insane oh my shit God. he was doing it really is it, i mean it's scary in the way natalia grace is but even scarier because you realize what i mean it's just wild but i highly recommend it. and also i i'm kind of getting a kick out of i don't listen to their podcast but i kind of get a kick of the the docuseries of the live podcast tour is smartless with justin bateman sean hayes and will arnett and basically they're doing a live jason tour bateman? jason bateman sorry jason bateman but it's really I funny. I haven't heard of that. Oh, it, you should check it out. It's like really funny. Jason Bateman seems like he's going through some sort of eating disorder on the tour because everybody's eat. Like he just comments on what everybody eats all the time. The 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 back and forth between Will Arnett and Justin uh, Jason Bateman is hysterical. I, I didn't think I was going to like it, and I ended up. It's kind of my comfort show right now on HBO Max or Max. Oh, finally, what did you think of Succession? Um, you know what? Like, I am. 
actually okay with the ending. Like, I feel like they wrapped it up very nicely. And I know that obviously people still have questions. um, But like, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler. It ended up going to the one person who like actually had a real job the entire time. You know? Tom, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but see, that's the thing. That's the thing that bummed me about. Like, I thought they were leading right up to that point where I was like, wow, it's going to be kind of a happy ending where all the, the family agreed. Nope. And and it was like, this this show wouldn't do that. But I was kind of almost like, oh, they're going to do that. And I was kind of happy. And that's the only thing that stayed with me this week was that I know Kendall's not a real person, but I was just like, but you oh. still feel crushed for him. Yeah, I was like, oh, I wonder if Kendall's killed himself yet. Like, I mean, like, that's what I yeah. kept thinking because I was like, and if you watch the director's comments afterwards, Jesse Armstrong, the creator was like, listen, this is his, you know, this is going to be the one event in his life that stays with him for the rest of his life. He's never going to really do anything of note after this. So the one chance to be his father has kind of completely left him. And it was like this really sad thing where you're like, oh, this even the creator's like this guy's life is yeah, from this point over. on just done. And yeah. I, that made me sad. I actually did listen to the like official succession podcast and Alexander Skarsgård was on it. And so was Jeremy Strong, who plays Kendall. What'd they say? And it was very interesting to hear how like there were like clues like at the funeral. So in the penultimate episode when Shiv is like, oh, Tom's at work. He's not here. And then you see the wheels turning for yeah, he's the one working where he's like, oh, Tom is a hard worker and little stuff like that. And I know that a lot of people were like, so Shiv, you know, was like, how is this going to put me in a better position, being the wife of the CEO or being the little sister of the CEO? She wasn't thinking like that. She just couldn't see Kendall win. That's what it came down to, because they had been trained for so long to compete against each other and to think of the fact that, like, whoever ends up leading the company is the one who has their father's love and approval the most. And she just couldn't see Kendall win or have that title. So she kind of just resigned herself to being the wife of the CEO, which I thought was really interesting. And also I think we, uh, I think wrongly identified um, Shiv as some kind of amazing woman, which I mean, of course is, but she's just as bad as her brothers in a whole different way. She was not like, she was not the hero of the story. She had so many faults herself that you saw through the run of that series. They were all, it's like some, like the cast of Vanderpump rules. Essentially they're all horrible people. It's just that, you know, they, even in those beautiful little family moments, like they had, you know, you know, swimming to the dock and like pouring food on each other, those fun little family moments, they can only have that for a little bit of time. There will always be chaos in that family. Like there's chaos in a lot of our families. And I found that really interesting to dig into, but I'm sad that it's over. I'm Um, sad that it's over too. One of the best shows ever. Shit. And then uh, of course uh, I'd be remiss if we didn't uh, army hammer. Unfortunately, the case against army hammer has been dropped. They're not pursuing the case against Army Hammer. They said insufficient evidence. Insufficient evidence. And the way that he phrased it on Instagram was like, my name's been clear. Yeah, he, did the, he did the Alec Baldwin, like, guys, I can finally get my life back. And I find that just weird, these it's declarations. Extremely, and it's extremely famously hard to prosecute cases like this. Yeah. I mean, it is when you're, and that was spoken about years ago. I mean, they, they said that this would not go years ago. So they finally officially said that, but you know, Danny Masterson is going away to prison for a very long time. You know, he lost his case 
And so he'll probably have to do upwards of 10 to 20 years in prison for the, Thank uh, God. you know, in which, Scientology, which is the church of Scientology for so long was trying to silence his victims and off. make it go away. And you know what? I'm very happy for his victims and for everyone that's been harmed by him. And may he rot in hell. Rot in hell. Okay. Rot in hell, Jax. We're going back to Vanderpump Valley. Woo! Um, are you doing the watch party this Wednesday? Can we shout that bar out? Are you, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, will you be drunk by 9.30? And East Point was so accommodating and amazing. They also got shots for everyone and it was the best time. If my body can handle it because I almost died last Wednesday, I will be there also. So East Point on Avenue B this Wednesday for the part three of the reunion. And I know that a lot of people are going to be there. I'm going to be in touch with the bar again about setting it up again. So did you um, leave your wallet at the bar? Did you leave? Did you, did you leave anything behind when you were, when you had to get out of there? Only only by dignity. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anything else coming up that we need to know about for you? This has gone way too quick as always. Um, no, I am finally getting back into writing after I took a little hiatus because of moving and just life stuff and being very overwhelmed. So yeah, look out for some of my writing coming up and yeah. Okay, cool. And you're going to, you're going to a Mets game today. So you're being sporty. Did you go to the Taylor Swift concert last week? I fucking wish, even though I kind of hate her right now, I don't like her right now because of the Maddie Healy stuff. At the same time, I'm so jealous and so annoyed of all the people that are like, that was life-changing. That was the most insane experience of my life. I'm like, shut up. Like, sorry, we don't all have $1,200 to spare on a single concert ticket. It's a lot of money. It is a lot I of looked money. at tickets for last weekend. Just like, I was like, maybe last minute, there were going to be some people, you know, last minute trying to sell. The cheapest ones were $1,200. And those are me. like the top row of the whole fucking thing like that's insane so no Uh, it would be awesome but no unfortunately i don't think i mean do you even think taylor's still with maddie like have we even seen him at any of the shows in the last two weeks so maybe they're not even together anymore well if they're not then she better come out and clear it up because her fans are turning on her well she made a really good pride she made a good pride announcement and did a big speech in chicago this weekend so you know that's good she's still (laughs) dating a racist anti-semitic xenophobe creep have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Wait one sec. Uh, uh. Betches.